in, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, there's this interesting story here, and I'm going to be in it for a minute, so just stay in it with me. Um, and, and I want to raise up just a few words. Beginning at verse 26, you, you heard a few verses ahead of it, so let me start underneath that. Then David, beginning at verse 26 of 1 Samuel 17, then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Elab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Elab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with, with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, what have I done now? There is not a cause. Then he turned from him towards another and said the same thing. And these people answered him. He kept on going. I, I want to talk from the theme before the manifestation. This is part three. And I want to pick it up right here in the story because what's interesting to me is that if one were to study closely this text, one would see that this text follows David's being anointed as king. God has placed his anointing on him. And what was on Saul has left him and been placed upon David. And even though he's been anointed king, he yet is humble enough to keep tending his father's sheep. He's humble enough to keep ministering to Saul as a musician. He's humble enough to keep doing what God wants him to do. Knowing full well that God has placed the oil upon his head. Which means that he has been anointed for this due season. Knowing he's anointed, he gets to the battlefield. He's only come there to check on his brothers because his daddy sent him. His biological father, Jesse, has sent him there with rations so they could help his brothers be sustained because normally they're not out on the battlefield this long. But they had been standing over a month on one side while Gath, giant Goliath, stood in front of them. And this champion has been talking them down every day for over a month. And now they've sent provisions and David has arrived. As the battle cry is being raised, David arrives. Let me get the war cry now. I figure I'd just be clear this morning. One more time. Now you got to stay with me today now. One more time. Oh, 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 oh,
be clear, I don't know that that's what they would have done, but I think Bishop Moles picked a good war cry anyhow. So let, let me get, there, there. The war cry sounded. Goliath is on the other side. He's talking junk. David hasn't heard him yet. When he goes down to the battlefield, he hears what Goliath is saying. And when he listens to him, David is insulted on behalf of God. David is insulted on behalf. You, you mean you're going to let him talk about God like this? On behalf of God, he's insulted. So he asks what's going on. They begin to give him the report. This is what we just read. They begin to tell him what's going on. Man's over here. We're looking for somebody. The king is nervous. Everybody's fearful. Everybody's upset. Everybody's afraid of his own life. He's called us out. He says, send down your best fighter. He's called everybody out. He wants to fight. Nobody wants to fight him. He's a big joker. Stand about nine feet tall. Got a whole lot of armament on. And at the same time he's talking, David is getting mad. Well, David looking at him like, I don't care how big he is. What does that mean to God? <laughs> David is talking to the men. His brothers are there, and his oldest brother gets ticked off. And he says to him, I know why you're down here. You're just arrogant. You just want to be seen. You want to see what's going on. I know why you're down here, because you think you're somebody. I need somebody who has a hater in here. Just those of you who have ever had a hater to help me preach this part right here. Because there's always somebody in your life that thinks you're being uppity because you're ready to do something different. There's always somebody in your life that thinks you think too highly of yourself because you think you can advance beyond where they are. Just because you're comfortable sitting here, I ain't comfortable with this because I know God has planned bigger for me. There's always somebody want to put you back in your place. I know who you are. You're the little sister. You're the little brother. Oh, you better go back there act like you got some sense. You better get some act right in you. Don't make me have to put you in your place because you ain't all that. I don't care who you think you are. Sometimes you just got to say, <laughs> David simply told him, Look here, I'm just trying to find out what's going on. He goes back at him, and David looks at him and says, You don't know me. I got some little Duval in me. I ain't going back and forth with you. You ain't going to keep me talking to you. You know why? Because I'm living my best life. Look at somebody say, Neighbor. I'm living my best life. 
I'm living my best life. Ain't going back and forth with you haters. Living my best life. Ain't going back and forth with you haters. Living my best life. Ain't going back and forth with you haters. Living my best life. Ain't going back and forth. Get the shoulder now. Somebody help me! I'm living my best life. Ain't going back and forth with you haters. Living my best life. Ain't going back and forth with you haters. I know Christina. Going back and forth with you haters. Living my best life. Ain't going back and forth with you haters. I'm crazy. It's summertime. I'm just having fun. Listen, what's interesting is I ain't going back and forth with you. We ain't arguing about this because what I know is what I know. And I know what God said. Look at somebody say, neighbor. I am what God said I am. David says, he said, let me help you out. I'm going to give you a couple quick things here. I won't be long. I won't be long. I promise. David says, look here. I don't know what you think this is about, but I realize what the real fight is. Sometimes you got to get it in your thick head that the person you think you're fighting with, you're not in a battle with them at all. That your battle may be being fought in the natural but it may actually be supernatural warfare. And if you're fighting a supernatural battle with physical implements, you got to realize that's not going to work because supernatural battles have to be won by faith. Okay, come on to church. I'm about to work this thing this morning. I feel like preaching. I promise you I do. The first thing you have to recognize is what David does is he redefines the problem. See, they think they're fighting against Goliath. They think they, they think they're upset and afraid. No, David said, let me redefine the problem for you. What is taking place here is this man has brought a reproach against Israel. Let me redefine it. This ain't your fight. 
This is a reproach against Israel. Lord have mercy. What if the next time you land in the hospital bed, you begin to realize this ain't just my fight. This is a reproach against my God. I believe God you promised. I'm getting ready to get up out of here. And if it's my time to go, I'm going with dignity. I ain't going wallowing and screaming. Because if you're ready to take me, just take me. I'm ready. You don't hear me. Sometimes you've got to redefine your problem. Stop acting like your problem is your boss. Stop acting like your problem are your children. No. Sometimes your problems have spiritual implications where the enemy is attacking you to attack your faith. Okay. He, he re- redefined the problem. He said, shame on Israel. But, but, then, but then, then not only does he redefine the problem, he, he wants some of those to reproach against him, but he has to go ahead and refocus the people. He's talking to everybody else. He says, you need to be refocused. All of y'all are looking at this giant. None of y'all are looking at who you are. Wait a minute, hold on. I see you missed that. I'm trying to go back with you. Everybody is staring at the giant. But nobody has looked at who you are. It's in the text. David says in the text says, who is this to come against the armies of the living God? Went over somebody's heads. Let me try and bring it back. Say neighbor, when you know who you are, you know whose you are. Therefore, you know you're not in it alone. He said, let me refocus you all. You are a part of the armies of the living God. You are the flesh component of a spiritual battle. You need to realize who you are. You quit taking junk from the enemy. You realize who you are. You quit accepting everything the devil puts down. You realize who you are. I am somebody. I'm the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. God made me and God doesn't make any junk. I'm the beloved of the Lord. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I know in whom I have believed and I know that he's able. Listen, you've got to refocus yourself. And then, then you need to be able, this is number three, to reflect on purpose. He reflected on purpose. What do you mean on purpose? I don't mean he reflected intentionally. No, this is purpose with a capital P. He reflected on the purpose of what he had went through. Okay, see some of y'all missed this right here. So let me preach it to you. In other words, he realized that every battle he had ever fought was a setup to get ready for this one. Went over somebody's head. I'm trying to bless your heart. Every battle he had ever won was a setup to win this big battle. Y'all, let me see it. Went over all your head. 
every other soldier in that field who was sitting there afraid, who was scared, the Bible says they were fearful. The Bible says they were overwhelmed by fear, including Saul. The only person who wasn't fearful was David. And the only thing different about him than everyone else was not size, wasn't look, wasn't his weaponry. No, the only thing different was he had been through battles they hadn't been through. Y'all missed that, y'all missed that. He had been through wars that they hadn't fought. And since they had not had a track record seeing how God will see you through a battle, they didn't know that God could kill a Goliath because they never saw God kill a lion or kill a bear. Sometimes you got to fight your lions, your tigers, and your bears. I'm not scared. Never mind, y'all ain't ready for me this morning. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I'm not scared. Lions, tigers, or bears. I ain't scared. I'm trying to hurry up. Watch this. I got to help you right here. If you could rethink about some of the stuff you've been through, you would realize that some of what you went through has set you up for your next victory. I wish I had a witness up in here. Every tear you cried before has set you up for the smile you're getting ready to have. Every heartache you went through before has set you up for the joy you're getting ready to have. Every trial and tribulation that you cried your way through has set you up for the praise dance that you're getting ready to have right now. You need to know sometimes you gotta go through in order to go to. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I've got to stop. I'm going to my seat. This last one for the morning. This is my last one for the morning. I'm done. I'm going. Because, see, if I could, I'd give you the last two, but I can't. Because I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling crazy this morning. I'm feeling a little crazy. The next one, you know, he revealed his position. Okay. Y'all ain't, y'all, y'all, he revealed his position. What, what do you mean, Reverend, he revealed his position? Well, when he was talking to the other folk, as he was speaking to them, his confidence was so powerful that word went back to the king that there's somebody over here that ain't scared. You know, what's interesting to me is, why didn't anybody else step up? Why didn't anybody else get in the fight? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you because you need to know. I'm going to tell you because you need to know. 
fear will keep you from your destiny. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm getting ready to... I'm going to weld this thing for just a minute. Let me say something. David fought the lion. He fought the bear in the woods by himself. I was being ebonically incorrect on purpose. By himself. He was all alone. Didn't nobody see him do that. You said you fought a lion. You said you fought a bear. How do we know you didn't just come up on a sickly lion and a half-dead bear? Because, see, when you have actually had the battle, you walk a little different from folk that are faking the funk. There's just a different kind of swag when you really got it going on. Did you ever notice when Obama would come walking down? You see, you, you, there's a difference when you know who you are and when you need other folk to validate who you are. Because if you need outside validation, somebody's always got to stroke your ego. But when you know who you are, you get that, that kind of swag walk. Obama would come down the stairs of Air Force One. Because he knew, y'all missed this, let me help you. At some point, when you've been through enough battles, you get a battle swag. Will you be able to walk into any situation and reveal yourself and let the world know, I ain't scared. I'm going to share this with you real quick. The way I met Deacon Miles years ago, they were, had, they were at school. We were at school back in Alabama, and uh, there was a young man who was demon-possessed. He was demon-possessed. He was going crazy. He had a problem. It was, things were really out of order. They were in the room. And they had tried to pray for him. Tried. So I had just arrived at the school. They had heard that I was a preacher. They heard that I was, I was one that believed in laying hands and the gift of the anointing and the power of the living God. So they sit and got me. They said, go get him. I came downstairs, went in the room. This was an out of control situation. This demon had him from head to toe. He was tossing him back and forth. And uh, I went over, walked in the room, because you got to know who my mama was. <laughs> y'all think this something, y'all ain't seen nothing. We done been through too many fights with demons. We ain't worried about nothing. That's why Gloria never missed a day of school after the one she missed <laughs> when mama was casting out demons. But I'm off subject. Walked into the room. I laid hands on him. He went out. They picked him up, put him on the bunk bed. Put him there. Everybody's, oh, 
God bless you. Thank you so much. So glad you come down. I said, what? you all really should not have been down even praying because you don't know what you're doing and you're out of order because you don't know what you're doing. He's laid out on the bed. They're congratulating themselves and congratulating me as though I've just done something. No, he's just out. That's a spirit in there that doesn't want to be cast out. So what it's doing is it's hiding so that it will be left alone so it can go back and do what it wants to do later. I stood there. I said, y'all just watch. They're talking all that stuff. And just about the time they got all comfortable in the room, this joker laying flat on the bed, levitates out the bed, coming straight across the room and falls to the floor. I look up and everybody was gone. All that prayer, all that tough, the only one in the room with me was Deacon Miles. I said, I know we're going to get to be friends. Because you don't mind being in a fight. Now, I can handle this situation, but you've got to know when you have been through battles with demons, you know how to handle a situation. If you've never been through a battle, you're afraid. But when you've been through the battle, that's why they take military people and make them have simulated war games. Because you've got to go through a fight. And when you go through the fight, you're ready to fight any battle. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I'm getting ready for a battle. I feel like fighting. I declare victory. In Jesus, I declare victory in Jesus. I'm in it to win it. Come on, praise the Lord.